such a beautiful sound welcome back to dirt tracks and rib racks episode 36 got me and bunner and kyle here full full crew today got a special guest from overseas todd hobson what's up man from australia sprint car driver over there what's up yeah yeah no i'm good guys how's it going it's pretty good he crossed the pond yeah big pond between me and you guys yeah <laughs> so glad you could join us today on this uh well it's monday for you but sunday for us yeah no um yeah monday morning it's a nice april morning it's nearly turning into winter so uh it's actually surprisingly warm for us too so like you guys yeah it's it has been kind of cold here it's i don't know finally warmed up it's snow actually snowed here yeah. um saturday friday night saturday night yeah it's it friday was, uh, night yeah 36 degrees yep. in snow <laughs> yeah yeah, I was speaking to the guys over there, and they said, yeah, it snowed that morning before Putnamville yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I walked out, and I was like, this is That's bullshit. Crazy. There's snow on my vehicle? What the hell, in April? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still haven't seen snow, so um, yeah. it doesn't snow here where I'm from. I don't really snow. It snows in the mountains in Australia, so. Yeah. Well, hopefully there's no snow when you're here uh, in this, this summer. Hopefully nothing crazy happens when you're here. <laughs> but yeah, unless mate, you do want to see I, snow, then I guess that'd be okay. But we want to watch some racing. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, probably dodge the tornadoes and stuff in that what usually happens at that time of year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could be dodging them at that time. So you're from yeah. uh, Clyde? Yeah, Clyde's is, that... is pretty much a suburb in uh, Melbourne. So Melbourne's like southeast of the country. Uh, it's probably like the second biggest city we have here, uh, but pretty much thing with cities around here, we're not quite on the racing scene over here as you guys, so uh, a lot of my racetracks are like minimum two and a half hours away, like that's probably the closest, like good one. Um, my local one's pretty good, it's only 40 minutes away, but not, no one's, no, no racetracks are really around me, surprisingly, but a lot of the industry is. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so how far away is Sydney then for you? Sydney's 10 hours. So, Damn. Um, there used to be a really good track called Valvoline Raceway there. Yep. Uh, only just closed. Yep. Yeah, I heard about that. A year ago, maybe a bit longer. That sucks. And, did, uh, go ahead. Yeah, and uh, we pretty much did that 10-hour trip. Uh, it would have been nearly once a fortnight, once every three weeks, running our dirt modified up there. Yeah. Just um, like a like a big block modified or like a like an American style modified. Uh... Uh, so it's a bit different. You guys will really like this. Um, our class here is pretty much yeah based off the New York style ones, so the big blocks. But we run. It's pretty much they're hotted up small block motors. So I think nowadays they actually use a what they call a small big block. I think it's referred to. So it's just instead of using the big blocks now, they use a hotted up small block, which that's pretty much what we're at here. Uh, yep. But we use a spring car right rear and um, a spring car left rear tire too. But there's some other little motor things as well. But you'll like our car. It's not your typical Eastern modified. It's pretty much a really big sprint car. So oh, it's got yeah. a Jacobs ladder. Yeah, it's got a live axle. So you sprint car axle, but steel, a cool custom stuff. My dad got like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, it's a hundred. It's actually i wouldn't say spring car it's more like your silver crown car so it's got yeah jacob's ladder all open axle spring car wheels so i use the, it's like for example the right rear i used on the weekend for my sprint car is what i use on my dirt mod usually because it's 17 inches so yeah it's a unique thing it sits flat on the track goes forward 
um, it's just compared to those other cars, I'm pretty much racing a sprint car that's late models. So it's to put it in, that's sort of the context I use. So it's a little tricky to drive, but um, yeah, it's really suited for our little bull rings here. Oh, so yeah. do you sit in the middle just like you would on the Eastern Coast ones, like we took, like in New York style, like the big block, you sit in the middle? Oh, yeah, all the same. Okay, all, all the, the same. same. Those cars, like the other cars I race with, they're imported. They're just like Bicknells, Troyers, all those type of cars. So Gotcha. And, yeah, all they do is pretty much, yeah, bolt the sprint car right rear end, put, do whatever that to the motor, and, yeah, just let her eat pretty much. Yeah. Is that where you started then, racing modifieds, or is that how you started racing? No, I actually I started when I was like eight years old in speedway carts, so that's pretty much – it's more prominent in Cali. Um, it's pretty much them carts with the treaded tires on them. Uh, they run like two-stroke uh yamaha j motors i don't know if they're over there they probably would be um i ran them pretty much all around the country back years ago and then ran the wingless sprints which i still race now for larry fitzpatrick autosport uh, i had my own car till last year and um, sold that to get this 360 sprint car so that's pretty much in short my racing journey so far gotcha so uh so how was racing this weekend or how was the racing for you Oh, oh, good. I um, This weekend we ran a track called Simpson Speedway. Um, this track is pretty much, uh, I'm trying to think of a good way, it reminds me of pretty much a corner tighter than Hobstart at one end and then the other end's like this irregular sort of corner. It's a bit like that shape of Bubba's, which is, he's probably be like aware a, of the shape of Bubba's, that weird egg shape. Like a D. Yeah, it's like a D, but yeah, it's got these prominent straights. It's not like you just continually hung like, like Bubba's Raceway you see they're full on like tipped in down the whole straightaway <laughs> this has sort of got to come off too and then just you drag racing people downhill down this straight and uh, yeah so but all in all uh, typical April racetrack uh, I did two classes which I really done twice this year so I ran my 360 wing car um, and wingless sprint uh, so we do a bit more racing than you guys so we do and instead of qualifying and all that, we do two rounds of heats, and it's all done off points. So wow. it's a bit more racing and pretty busy on an April track because it gets really heavy. Uh, so in short, we pretty much never finish off the podium in every race. Um, one in the three in the wingless, and I got one in the three in the wing sprint car too. So that put me out of uh, P3 in the wingless and P4. Uh, sorry. Yeah, where did that come? Sorry, P4 in the wingless, P3 in the sprint car come away with third in the larry fitzpatrick wingless and come second in the sprint cars and yeah i about biked the, the wingless out of the ballpark a few times because <laughs> we've got it we, we um we're the only ones here we've got a drc chassis so there's pretty much the wingless sprints here use just whatever wing guys have and they just put the v6 because it's a v6 wingless oh, um true. yeah because we insurance here is a bit crazy we <laughs> nanny state i'll call it uh we they won't insure the v8 so that's why i got to come over there and race with you guys but <laughs> get the uh, 410 yeah, about, about, get... uh, yeah 410 that's they just see that and they think no 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 just they crash big enough <laughs> we can't have that <laughs> that's a yeah yeah so you... trust me someone i race with they don't need to be in 410s trust me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um but yeah anyway so sounds like a good um, weekend for you yeah, yeah. So, yeah, once we got the, the wingless in third, I fell back to seventh and then just got angry, just fired through the biking and got back to third. And, yeah, the wing car sort of settled in. Um, 
come started third, stayed there most of the race, battled hard for the second and then got to second. And yeah, I wasn't good enough to win, but podium in two classes is pretty cool, you know, especially with how much racing we do here. Yeah, that is pretty badass. Yeah, it's real good. What's the car counts like? Uh, well, the wingless sprints are off their head. Like you think a good way to, I like to put it with the wingless, if you think of how many, like, like in terms of uh, relative context, um, like your weekly modified shows, like every like it's sort of a bit lower this year for some reason but every wingless show i race is like 60 cars minimum damn and like our national title which i ran a few months ago at 90 just about and the most i've ever raced with is 130 at one race damn you got them all in in one night yeah all in one night <clears throat> that's insane not necessarily the national titles they get spaced over two nights but yeah they we still do like three qualifying eight races and all that and the 360s, they're pretty good. Um, we had, I think, 38. We had C-Main on the weekend, so I think it was over 40. Honestly, I get to the point, I just don't, because we have to pre-register here. It's not like you sign in and just get your transponder and have a good night. you got to actually nominate for the race the week before. Uh, but, yeah, I don't really look at that stuff anymore, and I just sort of get in and race. <laughs> yeah. So there's no 410s over there at all or in your area? Wing cup. In wing cars, yes, that's probably the more prominent. They get like fifty cars a show down here, which is okay. Good. So you, you can only sixties and ends. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So when does the season start and end over there for you guys? Uh, the season started a bit late. Uh, uh, it started November this year, but it usually starts sort of start of October. We had like probably the worst COVID lockdown laws over here you'd ever see in your life. Oh, I heard about I heard I about thought, some of them. Yeah. Yeah, they say, uh, uh, Dave Kahn, who's, uh, I don't know if you know J&D Performance, who does his en- uh, a lot of the non-wing engines there. When I was there last time, he just kept calling me a convict. <laughs> <That's what laughs> so, so um, yeah, I think they took that literally because we're, we're pretty much imprisoned in Australia for two and a half years. So, <laughs> yeah, it sort of sucked. So, you guys are out now, though? Yeah, we're out now. No, it's all good over here now. That's good. Um, yeah, took a bit to get there, but, yeah, a lot of, like, I wanted to come over there pretty much. My plan was every year, but yeah. I got stuck here. Or oh, twice a year. I was I come to Chili Bowl and stuff, but once I come back from Chili Bowl, it all turned to shit. <laughs> yeah. So touching on, let's touch on that DRC chassis real quick. How'd you come across that? Or did you get it shipped over? Or? All right. So good context from one of your previous um, podcasts. That's how I actually got on to you guys. Brandon Maddox drove this car in Indiana Sprint Week for Larry Fitzpatrick Autosports. So he drove for an Australian team. Okay. I think it was in 2018, they come over, they bought that DRC brand new off Joe, got a 410, and yeah, raced in down to Sprint Week. And yeah, they brought it back over here, because they weren't really sure what they were doing, they are probably just going to get a new car over there, I think that's what they're doing this year, I'm not running for them this year obviously over there, but yeah, and then uh, previous driver they had, um, I think they just sort of parted ways, then another one sort of didn't really commit to them, and they don't usually like racing a whole lot with that um, two car with the DRC. They have the brothers race as well, and they just race when they want. But for the big races, they want someone in that two car, and it sort of worked out really good with my schedule. Because um, I raced the dirt modified and the sprint car as well. It just was a perfect fit. Okay. Um, so how'd you come across the Tyler Sturgeon deal? Did that just part of the Maddox deal, or for the no, no, trip? completely independent. So, um, interestingly, 2019, I was um, 
well, I wanted to come over and just crew for a car for whatever, five weeks. Because I'm a mechanical engineer, but at that point, I was still at uni, at, at college, you call it, but I call it uni here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all a bit different. Um, so, pretty much, I was asking every team on Facebook Messenger, whatever, even a few contacts where I got to the end and it sort of went pear-shaped. Uh, and about it was about May and I was coming over in June and I had no help, like no one to help. I was going over to Indiana with no plans. So I'm like, this probably isn't too bloody good at this stage. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, we um, I had last resort. I was actually speaking to Gary, who's um, he runs a Larry Fitzpatrick team. So he, he knows the ins and outs of like sort of what you want, what people want. So I, I messaged him like, "What do you think I should do with you? Because I don't, I want to resonate. Like I know what I'm doing with race cars. I want to resonate myself away from them fanboys who just say, oh, I want to come work on a race car for the sake of it.' So he said, "Write up a resume." Um, so I wrote up a little resume, what I did, who I am, all that values, and put on Indiana Open Wheel. I put on, I'm looking. For, uh, anyone want five weeks of free help? Just pay my pit pass, give me somewhere to sleep, and I'll help you for five weeks." get in touch with me and Brian Van Membrum I'm not sure if you know him he ran yeah yeah we're familiar with him yeah. yeah yeah um, well out of the blue he messaged me on Facebook and said look I'm doing pretty hectic schedule because he's trying for the rookie of the year that year in USAC and he um, yeah he said I'd love to have you on board um, and yeah called him he said yeah come on over he took a big risk and said I'm just going to get this Australian kid over and he'll help me for five weeks and uh then pretty much fly over there and uh, all his stuff's kept at Wingo Brothers shop and that was pretty much he was running out of that team. I, he still is, but he hasn't raced as much as then. And Tyler Sturgeon Racing is also out of uh, um, Wingo shop in Pittsburgh. So anyway, in terms of my accommodation, five-star luxury, I was living on the couch in the shop. That was purely choice by me. I was didn't, didn't want to cause a fuss. I just thought I was... I was very happy just there. Just, I was honestly just happy to be there. Yeah. So I uh, worked worked on the car pretty much, oh, shit, nearly 18 hours a day, it seemed, and a couple all-nighters during sprint week. And with my spare time when I wasn't working on Brian's car, I'd help Tyler out and Travis on the 77. So this is back when he only had the two cars and Travis just drove it. So it was a fair while ago. And then, yeah, just kept in touch and the deal come I went and helped Travis at Chili Bowl for Morris Motorsport uh, that was the best experience that was really good and yeah when I come back uh, I think Tyler was just swallowing what we were doing the racing I had really good results when I come back and yeah he said February 2020 this is how long I've been waiting <laughs> he said oh why don't we get you over and we'll do a couple of races and this was still during my uni days so I um I only had a five-week window between our semester breaks because our seasons are opposite here. So our winter break is only a month. So I was going to try to put like five or six together then. And yeah, sure enough, literally, I looked at the date the other day and it was like two weeks later, this yeah, shit hit the fan pretty much. So just kept in touch all that um, for that time. And yeah, I just approached him like he had a few drivers coming in and out. And I'm like, I just approached him probably two months ago and I'm like you still want to do this deal I can let me know what it takes and we'll, we'll get it together and yeah sure enough here we are that's that's fucking awesome 
Were you yeah. uh, were you a part of Brian's team whenever uh, he took the tumble at Bloomington? No, I was just before it, and yeah, I could see the result of it too. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah, there for that. And it, that was pretty brutal. Oh, it was huge. They were telling me the bleeder flew out, and then they had to they had to search for like for a full hour to find it because once it, if you actually watch the video in slow motion, when it starts flipping, the bleeder you can see the bleeder fling out. It just goes like probably to the paddock next door, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> huge that a, flip. Jeez. That was an insane flip during qualifying. And what's crazy, like when I that was the first I, I knew of Brian, but that was the first I really seen like who he was as well because like my racing here it's at like about this time, about nine thirty. And, um, yeah, I'd flicked it on. It was, like, Sunday morning. I think I was just racing somewhere. I'm like, all right, USAC's on. Bloomington's sick. And then flicked it on. Then the qualifying's out. I'm like, shit, he's having a go. And then all of a sudden the thing gets on the right front and takes off. I'm like, and I'm still half asleep. I'm like, holy shit. Dude, he was hauling the mail. Yeah. He was committed yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I could tell the next time it really got to him a little bit because, yeah, he thought it was a bit – uh, I don't want to say pussy putting, but <laughs> he was yeah. sort of a bit timid the next time he went there when we were there for sprint week. It's yeah. pretty intimidating joint. It surprised me, actually. I didn't realize how much they can get going around there. Yeah. I think the outlaws run like a – they run under 10 – when the last time they ran there, it was like under 10 seconds. They well, Nomlin can do a 10-6. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're hauling. And like, they turn in the motors. Like, it sounds like wind cars getting around. Yeah. So, how long was the flight over here? Probably like 20 hours or more? Uh, the flight itself from Sydney to LA or Dallas is usually between, yeah, uh, it's about 13 hours from Sydney to LA and then 15 if you're going from Sydney to, um, Dallas, which there's sort of the hubs, but the first time I went over, cause like I'm literally, I race on a budget. Everything I do is on a budget. I, uh, did this awesome, uh, I call it the poverty pack flights and that was like all up about 38 hours or something by the time i had my stopovers so it was like a four-way trip from melbourne sydney i went to fiji for an hour so i can say i've been there and then went from fiji to la and then la to chicago chicago to indy <laughs> saved me 300 bucks but i don't think i'll do that again i'll be yeah. able to put the extra 300 bucks in <laughs> so yeah it's a fairly long flight and you just you have to keep walking up and down the aisles otherwise you get your legs fall asleep and yeah, you got to just sort of prepare yourself because I didn't prepare myself that first time, and Wingos and all that would know I suffered pretty bad of being a bit sick and jet lag and all that, and a little bit of heat stroke too when I got there. So didn't really give good first impressions when I was pretty <laughs> ill when I first got there. <laughs> yeah, in 2019. So you said you got a heat stroke? You said I don't know what if it was that because I just because it's gone from like I don't know what you call it like 60, 50 degrees here. Yeah, to like. 90 straight away and I, I wanted to get involved straight away which is probably a bit of a bad idea i just wanted to get involved in the cars straight away and yeah yeah sort of made that mistake and then <laughs> man i i got the loves they, they live near the loves travel stop on 74 i think it is that's the i don't know what road that's out towards left i i think i gotta remember my highways out there now but um yeah there was a subway there and yeah i think old mate didn't get the bloody food hot enough and made <laughs> have a bit of food poisoning too i think it was a conglomeration of all of it so yeah wasn't great first impressions but yeah yeah well hopefully hopefully got a smoother uh smoother this time this next yeah, trip second you're making. Time I, went to yeah. Philly Bowl, I had all my ducks in a line you gotta have sleeping tablets you just got to time your sleep right yeah um, it's a bit of a strategy it's like yeah race strategy on race night too you know you gotta yeah. just 
prepare yourself to be right when you arrive. Yeah, so I'd say you're most excited to be racing over here then. That's probably your goal or what you were really looking forward to to come over for this well, summer then. Absolutely. Um, I've loved non-wing racing, which is not a voodoo here. It's just, it's not like people think USAC, that's cool as shit, but they don't pursue it. It's just a fan thing here. Because wing racing is just massive here, absolutely massive. Like wing loss, they think, because the wing loss have the V6 here, they, they think of them as a second tier category, which, yeah, when they think of the 410 non-wings, it's definitely, definitely not. I reckon they're way better. But, um, yeah, I've pretty much been interested in non-wing sprint cars since about 2012. Just, I don't know what year I was in. I was what grade I was in in high school, but um, I used to watch all them loud pedal videos and man, that hooks you quick. Yeah, those and are some good. Those are some good videos there. I, I know what you're talking about. Those are good ones. Oh, I still watch them today. Like I think it's the 2012 one. That's what got me hooked on it, and I would still watch it like three times a week. <laughs> Probably <laughs> nah, not that, yeah, not that much. Not that much. But if I'm ever just down i just put that on it makes you happy and that's probably the same as you guys yeah <laughs> i, I did yeah. get i get got to watching a lot of those uh mainly a bunch of cra stuff from california and i i can't find the video so if you ever do come across it send it to me but um it was whenever nick foss was running the four uh alexander car the silver car that the demon runs well there was two of them at yeah, the time yeah, yeah. well nick foss was on a rail he like lapped the whole field like he was I can't find the video though. I was going to show these guys. I can't find it, but that was really impressive. I thought he was just on a mission that night. But uh, yeah, those yeah, are some Nick good Fossey. ones. <laughs> um, so what's your schedule look like? You got any? You gonna hit some sprint week or just some local shows uh, here and there and some some USAC well, stuff as well? Week, I'm sort of putting that together now because I'm sort of on the back end putting sponsor stuff together. That's why it's been a bit quiet since I've announced it. Uh, I'm put. Tw- I'm trying to put twenty races together. I'm trying to get it on Flow Racing as much as I can just to keep everyone here engaged. Uh, so Midget Week, I'm planning on doing some. I think a couple at Circle City. I'm trying to get everywhere. So even your guy, you guys down at Tri-State, I think is an MSCS show yeah. I want to put together down there. So that'll be an experience because I know how much Hobstock doesn't have much traction, but definitely looks like a cool racetrack. Uh, it's different. I wanted to put one together at the Berg and... I think, yeah, Kokomo, I want to do all the local races there because that's on Flow Racing. And some USAC shows, obviously. Oh, yeah, well, we'll hopefully see you at least one or two or hopefully a few for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love it. Um, yeah, just make sure you have some ribs, all right? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get you some stuff. And uh, I don't know, like you said, trade some uh, – where were you wanting to trade? Some Tim Tams and some uh, Vegemite <laughs> or however you say yeah, it. Yeah, Vegemite so is yeah, that I'll you guys? Is, is that your go-to over there? Uh, yeah, it's a bit of everything. We so, so what is market. the real quick? What is the Vegemite? Vegemite is like I can't even describe it. It's like a really. Do you have like? I have to see what it have to be. Do you have like Marmite or something over there? I don't mm. think so. Doesn't ring a bell. It's like but... a really. It's a. It's a, It's a bit bitter. It's like a spread, like you put on your toast, and all that. It tastes good when you mix. It's. It's a ratio. Americans screw it up all the time. And the worst thing is when they eat it with a spoon. Because, so, <laughs> yeah, no one can put up with that. It's it's an angry taste. But uh, it's hard to put together. If I find out what it is, I'll let you know. But it's like... Um, I did some looking when you when you commented on that uh, post and kind of did a little bit of research, but I you know, thought I'd ask you anyway. But Yeah. Well, the trick is with it, you have a lot of butter and a slight 
film of Vegemite. I've not people I've noticed there's like these videos that Americans try it and they put this the whole thing on and I just wince at it. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so you got to dilute it with something else. Oh, or yeah, mix it with sure. something else. Okay, I got yep, you. Yeah, just, just butter on some toast. That's all you need. Uh, yeah. Tim Tams as well are really good chocolate biscuits. Um, I'm not on sugar at the moment, so I can't have them. So gotcha. I'm just sort of racing dog thing. <laughs> but yeah, just a real good thing now with your cup of tea and all that. Yeah, we'll switch. We'll switch back to racing now. Uh, uh, do you race in other territories in Australia? Or are you just pretty much stick stick to uh, your uh, New South Wales area or Melbourne? Oh, I'm actually from Victoria, but um, or Victoria, yeah, yeah. I race oh, as much as we can. Um, I race everywhere, so pretty much along the east coast and South Australia, which is sort of in the middle of the country, south, uh, sort of down the south, if you want to call it. But it's more north than me, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I pretty much race. Shit, the most I've raced away from home is about uh, sixteen hundred miles. Gotcha. And, yeah, it was a pretty wild week that week. We ran a dirt modified up there for a national title in Brisbane, if you know where that is. Uh, it's like about yeah, two or sixteen hundred miles north of here. Uh, up in Queensland. It's like a similar. Sorry. In Queensland. Yeah, in Queensland. So, yeah, it's like pretty similar climate to Florida and all that. And you're probably more what you guys have um, in the Midwest. But, yeah, that's the furthest away I've raced this year. Uh, and then five days later, we raced in South Australia, <laughs> which is an eight-hour trip from here. So 17 hours, eight hours. I don't race close to home. Yeah. Uh, what about your uh, – you, you guys just opened up a brand-new track, uh, Eastern Creek, is that right? Open back yep, up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the government actually chipped into that one. That was an $80 million facility. Oh, I haven't been damn. there yet. And fortunately, the schedule hasn't aligned with me too much. Oh, yeah, Speedway's like, in terms of our facilities, they're a pretty big deal. Like, some of the bigger, like, the top-end tracks. Um, but, yeah, that track just opened this year because Valvoline got bulldozed for a train yard, uh, unfortunately. Uh, that was a unique joint. But, yeah, Eastern Creek looks really cool, too. They pretty much made the track the same around the... Uh, like the infield, like the, the, I don't know what you call it, pole. We call it a pole on here. What do you call the very bottom, like the berm? Uh, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Berm, yeah. Yeah. Well, upside, you'd have the tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got the tires, yeah. Yeah, yeah. watch out for the infield tires. <laughs> yeah, watch out for the infield tires. Um, but, yeah, they pretty much made it the same size around there as Parramatta and, or Valvoline, whatever you want to call, call it. And the fence is, yeah, way wider because Parramatta didn't have a fence, but this joint has a fence because every track in Australia – they have to have one now. Parramatta was just a lucky one that got away with it because it used to actually have a trotting track around it. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I'm so, was there any trying to save the Valvoline? I know there was probably people trying to save it, but there's no saving it. The train yard was nah, coming was, no matter what. Problem, problem is it was on government land uh, and they were just leasing it. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. So, that's what happened. Okay. I know yeah, I saw some stuff real- about it on Facebook, but I didn't know the details. But Yeah. Yeah. Once yeah, the government. Now, once the government gets involved, it's kind of out of everybody's hands. They're going to do what they want. Yeah, and we're such a small cog in their deal, you know. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. for a, especially for a suburban rail link. I think it was that's going in there. So, gotcha. Don't, they don't touch a horse track up the road, though. No, <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Uh, yeah, so I was thinking get on the TAB or whatever you have on the betting side. <laughs> oh yeah, we <laughs> quite a bit of betting on that shit over here, but. Yeah, yeah. hasn't hasn't linked over to the racing yet, but maybe soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so, actually, actually, on that we had that for a bit. I don't know why it just went away. I, I was only about fourteen, but 
they were on the major races on the betting, like on your apps, but then just went away. I'm not sure what happened there. Oh, that'd be that'd be sweet. Over that'd here. be pretty dangerous for me. We got the way uh, I like. Yeah, it. <laughs> we got we have like yeah, a sprint car uh, fantasy now, but we don't we don't really have betting. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys participate in them chili bowl pools and stuff? Uh, we we did not. No, not this year. Uh, okay. We might jump in. Yeah, Actually, it was I our, did it. We went to our first chili bowl. Uh, is attending to to watch it this year. Oh so God. Jamie Ball was telling us about the uh, Chili Bowl pool, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Might jump in one next year, maybe because we we're going again. So, uh, yeah, sick. So so, what Australian drivers do you look up to? Like when you when you started racing, or you know, coming up. I mean, obviously you get you got to watch the racing around there first. What what Australian yeah. driver did you look up to? Uh, well, I grew up in dirt modified, so. Uh, pretty much we had a guy called Tim Morse who built our car. I looked up to him a lot, but I didn't like him beating my old man a lot. My dad's definitely number one. He was a really good dirt modified driver, and we still use the car he used 15 years ago. That's, That's what's impressive. pretty crazy. Yeah, that is so wild. him, guys. Uh, Mark Robinson was another one. He was a really, he's Australia one, just won it this year. So it's super cool that I'm racing guys that I used to look up to when I was a kid, like really young, like eight years old. Then spring car side of it. Uh, what James McFadden's doing is absolutely epic. Uh, he's, he's a hell he's, of a wheel man. Oh, yeah. Out here, he just has them all cut for lunch at the moment because of all the laps he's doing over there. He, and he has, the, like, in that Monty deal he's been driving, he had all the same cars from Casey Kane, like all their Maxims they use. Yeah. So it's just a lethal combination. But oh, yeah. uh, he was another one. Another one that I looked up to that come from the same path as me, and he helped me a bit to get over there, was Scott Boguski, if you know him from yep. the ACS tour. Yeah, yep. Uh, well, he, I think it was probably at the time I was looking the first time, he was running wingless sprints like me. Um, that's all he was doing. Then he was coming over, crewing for Johnny Herrera. And then, yeah. So I got in touch with him and he, and he said, what do you need to do to like sustain yourself there? Cause I don't want to be forgotten about like, like you go over there for your, whatever your month and like what, what do I do to really stand out? And he said, just do everything. Ah, uh, sorry. Hang on. What do you have to remember what he said here? <laughs> uh, You're good. You got me on the spot here. Uh, so he said, just put your foot in, don't complain, and keep in contact. Uh, not complain necessarily. Just do it. Be happy to do the work, which I was. I was there. That's what I was there to do. But he was, he was very, he was very, um, he was very, he emphasized a lot on just keep in touch because, yeah, you can be easily forgotten about from, I don't know, 10,000 miles away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, so, what about what about well, the yeah, Madsen brothers as well? And what he's doing now, he's on the four ten side this year, so that'd be pretty interesting to watch as well. Oh yeah, and uh, Kerry and Ian Madsen, they they're pretty popular there. Yeah, they are. Oh, it's very uh, polarizing. Them guys are here because, as you know, Kerry's a madman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some reasons for that, I don't know if he's over there. He was pretty hot headed back in his day, but now nah, Kerry's good too. Um, they they're ones that have worked up from pretty much nothing too. Like they're old men. I'm not too sure on their origins, but Kerry made like ordinary cars work it looked like from back then i honestly didn't know too much but like it was a bit before my time when he was rising but yeah he made it happen too so who's who's the most popular american driver over there oh uh era wise uh well danny smith was a big one he he came over here a lot uh recently larson was huge when he came out here that was like paparazzi oh yeah i bet <laughs> yeah uh, yeah everywhere Larson's yeah, very big here. What about, uh, we just love what doing. What about Donnie Shots? 
Chances, yeah, he's pretty big too. He races up in Brisbane every year, so we don't really see much of him down here. Uh, I'm trying to think, because we haven't had Americans here for three years. Yeah, I think Macedo was there. I don't know which area he was in, but I think he was there yep. this past off season. Yeah, Macedo probably the biggest at the moment, just because yeah. yeah, he was like the only one last year. Because yeah, you guys have been locked nice down pretty nice much for what two down. years? You said so. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't really nobody's yeah. been able to come in or anything like that. So. Well, you can come in, but it just costs you an absolute fortune. Oh, gotcha. So that's oh, what yeah. the problem was. Gotcha. So you've probably seen like, um, like James McFadden. He went over there, but and come back. Yeah. But the problem, it cost probably I don't know what it cost, but for him specifically. But the reason I couldn't get over there is it's about twenty thousand dollars. It was between your hotel quarantine on your way back. The yeah. flights were dear as shit, and you had to get a proper work visa to actually, or sports visa to. Yeah. Um, actually be allowed out yeah well i, th- I think yeah. you well, had to james, have a valid reason to james mcfadden had a little bit of trouble getting out last year didn't he yeah yeah he, did. Uh, he, he was he was late getting over here yep he came over in like august and he was meant to be there in may or uh, even less because he stopped he had to stop racing as well because of how the outlaw points worked yep. <clears throat> yeah yeah because yeah he couldn't race at another races when that's part of the outlaw deal he couldn't race australian races when he was meant to be racing the outlaws even though he was that far away you know <laughs> oh yeah so do you guys you guys pay attention over there a lot or do you, does the uh yep. the sprint car fans over there uh pretty much stick to australian racing just because of the time difference i know for us it's hard to watch you guys because it's morning for us when you guys are racing and, and vice versa the other way Nah, it is huge here we follow exactly what you're doing because we've got nothing else to do in winter. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what are you looking forward to racing the most here uh like, is there a certain event that you got on your schedule right now that you're just, you know, stoked to be in, or are you just stoked to be here in general? I'm just stoked to be here, honestly. I have worked my absolute ass off. I hate to freaking flatter myself, but those around me have seen me how hard I've worked for this. Um, I just want to just sing a 410 Nomeling wide open down Australia. I think that'd be pretty sick, and then tip <laughs> it in, looking out the right-hand side. That cool's freaking that. That's the best thing you can ever get. Oh, yeah. Probably while pulling a wheelie, too, you know? <laughs> Um, now nah, probably one thing like it's just reminding me on the weekend as well that I'm looking forward is turning up to a racetrack at like five o'clock or four thirty, not at midday, and be like one of the last in the pits it seems. Because we have to get here so early. Oh yeah, you got you oh. guys just show up here and I mean gates open at three, you guys can show up at three. That's it, and then you're early. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first night. I have a funny story. The first night I went to Lawrenceburg, we're sitting there and we're about. Uh, an hour and 40 I think it was from Lawrenceburg is that a, that's probably about what it oh, was I don't remember that's about right yeah yeah from Brownsburg pretty much um, and yeah I was just it was like three thirty, four o'clock and I'm having mad anxiety I'm like man why aren't we at the track yet I didn't want to say anything <laughs> <laughs> and then I realised that just, they don't care <laughs> they yeah. just show up whenever do you have uh, like on the week you got anything else Sorry. you're looking forward to uh, besides racing here um Put me on the spot there. Besides seeing us, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, seeing you guys would be good. Yeah, just yeah, fans too. You know, like race fans, are what make the world go around. Uh, barbecue as well. Um, I miss American barbecue. We have like ribs here, but the problem is like the pigs are bulimic or something because there's just no meat on the bones <laughs> compared to what you guys have. Well, we'll get you hooked up on that for sure. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, what's the food like over there? I mean, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, we, uh, we follow a few pages like on Facebook and stuff. Lowest yeah. Low Basics, Lane's Barbecue, Oklahoma Joe's, Australia, Smoking Dog. We yeah. we follow pages over there, but what's it actually like? Well, our traditional, like we like a lot the last maybe five, ten years, we've adapted to your American style barbecue. But a lot of Australian barbecues, like sausages and bread, uh, what they call rissoles, which is just little burgers, um, that sort of stuff. Uh, steaks that are just absolutely pan-fried to the shit house, to put it really honest. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's pretty crude sort of barbecue, but, like, American barbecue is really taken over. Um, but food in general, compared to here, I'll be have to, have to be a bit crudely honest too. It's a bit more edible. I couldn't really eat much over there, I found. I don't know why, but I just never ate a lot. It just sat in my guts, and just yeah. I felt like shit. So I lost a lot of weight when I was over there because I was sweating so much with the humidity in the Midwest. And I'd only eat once a day at like three o'clock, and it was a fair feed. Like it was a fair feed, but yeah, yeah, I just never felt right. I don't know why. Yeah, but American food's a little heavy. Yeah, it is, but like it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's good, but it's heavy. But you're not. But no offense, but you're not used to that. So yeah, your body's like, wait, what's this? <laughs> yeah, and I think there might be some like preservatives that we don't have here or something. I don't know. That could, like, that could some... be too. Are you? Are, do you guys get a lot of fresh food? Uh. I'd say because we just have such a slight, like, low, like, we only have, like, 26 million in Australia all up. So I think we just have a bit more quality in it. Like, it's not as, like, factory sort of stuff. Like, the fresh food's pretty fresh because it comes from, like, up the road or something. Uh, but that's not everything. But, um, yeah, no, it's pretty pretty fresh, I'd say. And you just got to, you know where to buy stuff. It's like having Whole Foods over there. You just, we had Whole Foods when I was with the Fitzpatrick. So I went to the, the guys I raced with the Fitzpatrick's and we went over there with them in 2015 too and we ended up just going to Whole Foods for a bit getting some food and yeah felt a bit at home I don't know that's sort of how it felt to me so do you have like a favorite food me it's yeah. ironically um I don't know you, you just have a chicken palm over there it's called chicken parmigiana here it's pretty much a big fat chicken schnitzel with uh like like marinara sauce uh-huh yeah Ham and cheese. cheese on top. Yeah. You have that with fries. You say ham and cheese on top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an absolute staple feed here. So that's what like, they, they put ham and cheese on top of the chicken? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Like every pub has it. Like it's All what right. like your most common thing order is. But that's one of my favorites. But in terms of American food, how can you go past ribs and a good steak? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, sounds not, like I'm not bar- Sounds like I might put steak on the menu for you That's too. Right. Then we can cook some mean steaks, yeah, can't we, no, boys? Yeah. Try. Oh yeah. You do. Uh, do you do venison? No, no, I haven't. But my friends do. They oh. do hunting. I haven't actually had the balls to try it, but I've heard it's really good. Oh, maybe I'll save you some some backstrappers. I got I got a few backstraps left in the freezer. We're going to feed you when you get over here. You can count <laughs> yeah, on that. Good. Yeah, good. Just, just don't eat that day if you're going to eat once. Yeah, that's all right. And It'll probably save right. it till after the race, maybe <laughs> instead of before the race. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, do you have like a favorite restaurant? Uh, restaurant? Uh, usually, it's not like chain deals like you guys. It's more like this sort of traditional pubs. But the pubs here pretty much have like your chicken parma, all that. Like we call it parma. A lot of Australians are gonna hate me because there's a war pretty much between Victoria, where I'm from, <laughs> and the rest of the country, where they call parmesanas parma and parmies. Ah. <laughs> okay so it's like yeah a big war between the names so i'm probably going to get hated on saying that okay but uh yeah it's got like your palmas your steaks fish and chips like all just your typical pub feeds like that's really what i like i'm not i'm pretty easy yeah um 
they're all like locally owned. There's no real chain stuff. Yeah, we we pretty much stay away from the chain stuff too most of the time. We, we... Yeah, well, it's just not here. It's yeah. still small business driven here. So like, your pizza shop still your local pizza shop. Like, there's Domino's, Pizza Hut, but they're no 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 match for your regular pizza shop. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's hard to beat. We we got some some good pizza. We got the smaller the smaller owned businesses are. We all go in there, so that's yeah. where we go usually. Actually, I our, agree. Our main sponsor is a local pizza shop. Yeah, Rounders, <laughs> Rounders Two Pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah if we're, if we're not cooking it ourselves, it's at a local place like that. Hell yeah, that's the way. So is uh, how's the seafood over there? Being that close Seaf- to the ocean, seafood's good. I um, my local fishing, my race car, like the dirt modifier, gets kept at a different spots of my uh, sprint cars, so. Where it was was like not right in the bay, so I used to get uh, gummy shark. I don't know if you have that. Um, I get that grilled with salt and pepper. Nothing beats it. It's really good. I heard Ricky Lewis. He didn't like it too much. Uh, you said it was a so. gummy gummy shark. What did you say, gummy shark? It's like a flake gummy shark. I don't know. I don't think you guys have it there, but it's yeah. just your typical fish and chip shop fish. Okay. They usually, so yeah, maybe like a cod Super. for us. Uh. I'm an egg cod, so I can't tell you. Swag. <laughs> I'd have to try some of the food over there. I yeah. really don't go away from the flake too much. It's an Australian animal, obviously, but yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we definitely got to get you into some of our foods, <laughs> our type of foods. Or try at least. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be right. I'm pretty pretty open to food, trust me. I'm a little fussy as well, but like I'm the same time, like, cook, like all your... So a junk food. I'm You'll try anything. You try anything once, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> food wise. Food wise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, for sure. what's a day in the life of Todd Hobson? Like, okay, so at the moment it's pretty crazy because I got a bit on the go. Um, so in, in the morning, I go. I'm very, very fussy with my fitness or race fitness. I have to be because my theory is. It's cheaper to lose ten pounds than buy titanium. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, you're right there. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. So I pretty much go to gym every morning, except for the last two because I'm a bit wore out, and I've changed all my fitness up for Indiana to try get that next step. So in the morning, I usually go to gym. Um, then about eight o'clock, off to work. I work as a mechanical engineer at Enduroco Four by Four, so we convert. It's pretty much, you have an industry over there, but we didn't have it here. It's um, like the Ecoline vans. Yeah. Okay. We convert Toyota, their Toyota van. We convert them style vans to four-wheel drive for mine sites and stuff. So I'm a design engineer there. And they sponsor my racing too, so I'll give them a bit of a shout out. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, did... yeah. No, my boss, Danny, he's full on board. He used to race mini sprints and sprint cars himself. So that's actually how I got the job for my first um for my first uh, engineering project, I did a weld wheel on CAD and like a perfect right rear and it was all in the pieces, all the right scale and I put it on Facebook, I'm like, look at my project I did and then he rang my dad and he said, does your kid want a job? So, been there since, that was five, five years ago now. So, anyway, then lunchtime, I'm lucky where I'm in Karen Downs, which is the suburb where I work. My uh, Nerf bar guy slash parts guy are all around the corner from me pretty much so if i need to go around there i'll get something done or and my dirt mod manufacturer because i get all the dirt mod parts made because it's a custom car i designed a lot of the parts too just from what the original platform was when we bought the car 15 years ago 
Uh, I'll go running around at lunchtime to get parts for that or whatever I got to do, and then come home from work after solid maybe six o'clock, have dinner, then straight in the race shop every single night doing something, trying to get ready for the next race, and then when I come inside from there, usually before the neighbours want to call the cops on me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm doing that PR stuff you see on my Facebook page uh, and anything behind the scenes like sponsorship stuff. I'm pretty very very um meticulous on what how i want my brand presented and all that i'm very serious about that so i spend a lot of time making sure that's all good uh, and i like watching youtube videos of like what all other teams do so it's good to be a fly on the wall and see it from someone else's perspective yeah, yeah you you got a pretty full day sounds like about every day then yeah that's every day and watch day sunday no matter how far i was i got in from four because i had to um run two cars my uh the fitzpatrick guys run two cars themselves so their brother Gav, he was running to uh, one of the sons, sorry, Gavin, he was racing on the weekend. So they had the big trailer, and I had to take the open trailer because their tow vehicle shit itself. Uh, so I had to get borrow my sister's truck or Ute, whatever you want to call it, we call it a Ute, um, pick it up on the way, and they're two hours pretty much out of the way. And then by the time I dropped it home, I got home at four o'clock. I was up at um, about eight o'clock. Went to my new gym, which I'm doing recovery because my body's just getting ruined with all these racing and wrenching on the cars. So I'm, we had a, I think it was cold, hot bath, uh, trying to get my muscles nice again, not feel like shit. And yeah, sauna and then wash days straight after every Sunday. Mm. One night here we ran uh, Murray Bridge, so that's about eight hours away. As soon as the race finished, uh, got it wound up, got home, didn't sleep. I uh, washed the car, did a bit of the engine maintenance, and then went to sleep about eight, uh, seven o'clock the next day. In the in the evening, so huh. always a hectic time at Todd Hobson mm-hmm. Racing or Hobson Motorsport, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm curious to what, real quick, what the uh, what you guys do with the four wheel drive vans? Uh, so pretty much they're majority mine sites. So there's a lot of mining in Australia. Okay, yeah, we. Uh, sell fleet vehicles to uh, all mines all around the country and even overseas we just I just got an email yesterday that we had one 4,000 meters above sea level I don't know what that is in feet sorry but um, in Peru so oh shit we pretty much for passenger transport okay pretty much some motorhome conversions which we try to avoid motorhome people and RV people because they're hard to deal with <laughs> uh, yeah they have all the time in the world and no money, like my boss says. <laughs> Same. But yeah, that's pretty much what... Um, <laughs> Same here. <laughs> For me, anyway. Yeah. You'd probably have him stuck doing like 40 in a 60 zone on the highway. <laughs> we have the same here. We haven't quite got the cool interstate system. We have to sit behind him for a bit before you can pass him. That sucks. We just got two lane roads, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, that's pretty much what Enduroco do. Um at the moment, we've just done a uh, Dodge Ram 1500 GVM upgrade kit for the rear diffs. Uh, that's We subcontracted that for another company. So it's pretty something different every day, and that's why I really like where I am. So it's a shame I sort of have to sort of leave it to come to America, but that's sort of the main goal for me. Yeah. So real quick, uh, you've been keeping up with the tire, uh, some stuff going on with USAC with the tire? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah, I've definitely been keeping up with it, and I've had a bit of an insight from what's been going on from some <laughs> other people as well. So I've been yeah. 
definitely understand what's going on. And I have an Indiana Open Wheel account, so how can you not not yeah. see it? That's right. It's, it's been pretty uh, pretty uh, interesting on there here the past few few weeks on an yep. Open Wheel. Yeah. What's, yeah, I what, won't say too much. What's your? Uh, you don't. You don't have to. You don't even have to comment. You can just. You can say no comment. But oh no, you, you got a. You got a. You got an insight on this, or, or, or what do you? How do you feel about this? To put it really simply, I agree with what Eric Gentry said last week. Like they know yeah. a lot of them are cheating. I don't know what the story with the tire testing was, and I'm not going to speculate because I heard that meeting went pretty well. Uh, but at least do the same process for everyone, you know. If yeah. All them blokes that got caught the other year, um, whoever they were. Yeah. They just, yeah, at least rectify it or do something. It's too late now for them poor guys, but, um, yeah, at least be a bit more consistent. Like, it's good they've been, like, I don't know, it's been a little vague, but from what I heard, that closed meeting was pretty transparent. But, you know, I'm from, like, like I've just learned, like, I, my minor is, uh, my engineering degree is automation. So I've seen what sensors and all that can do. And there can be, and there can be inconsistencies. So I'm not sure on the testing process, but sensors can do some wacky shit if that's, like, the sensor for, like, what's in the tire. Yeah, we, we were like, pretty, we were pretty on one side of it. Uh, if you've listened, you probably know. But, and, the, and then we, we talked about it off air, and then we um, kind of maybe made some other judgments, and then, then we saw like Robert Blue come on, and uh, if if you look at his Twitter account or anything like that, he's he's pretty open about everything, and then he's saying, oh yeah, he's saying we he, call him Barry. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> he, you know, he's saying he, he claims he passed with the same date stamp on his tire, so yeah, no, I. Something definitely going on, but I don't really want to get involved. I'm there to race. Not worry about that shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's probably people cheating. I know people are cheating doing it here, but yeah, you can't really do much about it. Yeah. Well, we, mo- most people cheat till they get caught. I mean, exactly. A, a lot. Any kind of edge you can get, everybody wants to take it, even if it's illegal. If you can hide That's it, right. till you get, and then once you get caught, you got to just either take it. Or bitch about it, but yeah. most most of the guys kind of just take it if they do get caught. Oh, the extreme one I'll be on between me and you guys. They didn't take it too well. I don't think a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, yeah, it's pretty. I think it just put in contrast though. It's a bit of a uh, monumental point in Nom. It's sort of a turn inflection point. That's the word I'm looking for with Nom and racing because like, what do you like if extreme are just so transparent like what in contrast is that to USAC that's what I was thinking too yeah like it put a lot of like shine USAC light like are we being consistent here like what's the go because extremes didn't give a shit they just said alright here you go you're, you're, you're fine that's, See you later. that's the exact point that was a lot of our argument right there because extreme just said here you go this is what it is and then all this other stuff with USAC yeah yeah um, yeah I don't think I have a dog in the fight but that's just my observation i'm just yeah. an australian kid fifteen thousand days away <laughs> <laughs> well it's good to get uh, your insight like, about it yeah like i don't like political like there's been some political stuff here with wingless motors because our v6 wingless motors are the i'm going to say it, the strictest motor rules in the world and the recipe works so friggin well like it's just there's no bullshit there's no cheating like we literally just everything is just in black and white and if you want a rule change you have to like it's a three or four year cooling off period and that's that long like because the recipe works so well 
But anyway, there's been some speculation that a few guys cheating with motors here. I know they're not cheating, but people just like to talk shit. And yeah, I just said to them, take it as a compliment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Taking compliment, winning. Exactly. Yeah. Want to cheat. yeah, yeah, yeah. If like, you're doing good enough for people to accuse you of cheating, and like you said, you know they're not, that that's kind of a compliment. Yeah, that's right. I take it as a compliment. I think in Dirt Modifieds, I run digital Swindell bleeders, and they all run wide five hubs, so they can't run them. So they don't really like me running them too much. <laughs> I think it's like some secret whiz-bang thing, but they're running 20 grand a shop so, <laughs> as well. So I think they're still a bit ahead of me. We got these uh, on that Dirt Modified on the front. My dad's anti-shops, and I'm very pro-shops. Like, I like my shops. And, yeah, we, we sort of had to compromise. I run these whiz-bang double adjustable gas on the back and then we run these 25 year old steel bodies on the front that i haven't seen a dyno in that long probably too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah um but yeah dirt mods they think we're doing some wacky stuff but because we thing is with dirt mods we went from my dad to be brutally honest he um yeah so it could didn't keep up as much as what the other of what was evolving um absolute smartest guy at the race car i still know but yeah, he wasn't keeping up with how the sport was evolving and sort of got left behind a bit. So they all thought, oh, these Australian-built cars are obsolete. Anyway, we come out guns blazing, me driving the freaking wheels off the thing and started winning. And, uh, yeah, we heard a few things with our weight rules less than the American cars. So that was proposed in the latest rule changes. I'm like, oh, that's a bit funny. It's funny because <laughs> my car's above their weight rule anyway. <laughs> but I didn't tell them. Uh, yeah, but uh, I saw that and then, yeah, at the Australian title this year, they mentioned something about, oh, you can't set your bleeders when we do the driver intro. I'm like, that's shit. I said them before. Go out anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So I got nothing to hide. Hell yeah. So shift, yeah. shift, ga- shift and gears here again. So do you have any questions for us? Um, how long you been listening uh, and how did you, how did you stumble upon our uh, show? Just well, curious. Uh, just curious. Patrick. Gary Fitzpatrick, who's like the, main uh he's a crew chief slash like team manager i'll call it of larry fitzpatrick autosport he sent me maddox as one i'm like i sort of saw your podcast pop up and i usually add him to a queue but i never added it that day but i listened to brandon's one and absolutely pissed myself laughing because that was the best thing i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just yeah with my long drives i've just been catching up with them all um, yeah because i got nothing else to do driving four hours to a racetrack yeah they, they slowly been getting better i think we uh you know th- this for us is a uh a learning curve we you know we started from pretty much nothing and uh yeah, literally, no, literally nothing conversations in a pole barn and people were just like hey you guys you guys ought to start talking to where people can hear you and uh yeah absolutely and, and we started and then then we, then we started reaching out to teams and and drivers and stuff and it's really kind of uh evolved into to what it is now you know the early episodes yeah. were a little bit different than what they are now but uh they weren't as, they weren't as good we were still learning but we're, now we're we got it nailed down i think now but at least yeah, I feel absolutely. like we do, but uh, no, there is—it's yeah. actually pretty popular because we can see like each state it's listened to in here, and then even internationally. Uh, like I said, I think I told you the other day we're like three percent in uh, Australia, so yeah, uh, you guys yeah. apparently somebody's listening to us over there. So uh, <laughs> oh, there'll be a few now. Trust me, it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I I well, I just thought well, Tyler didn't understand this Tyler Sturgeon who owned the owned the car that I'm running. He didn't understand how big of a deal it was for an Australian to race in the States. My freaking Facebook post went off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I put it up. Yeah. Um, but 
Anyway, I have a question for you guys. Actually, I'll talk. Where do you want your podcast in the next year? Man, I would say ah, that's a tough question. Uh, we're you know we kind of just this this is just a lot of fun for us. Really, it, it really is a lot of fun to get to talk to you guys and and, and do we meet so many people now uh, that that we normally like a normal a normal fan or a person around here wouldn't get to meet maybe outside of just going to the pits and you know, doing whatever, but to, to have a relationship with drivers and kind of be in an area where, you know, maybe we don't really belong is, has been a lot of fun. I'd like to be, we're, our audience is like a hundred people now around there. And, uh, I don't know. I'd like to be, of course, higher than that, maybe but a couple thousand. I'd also like be, I'd like to be mobile as well. Like maybe if we want to go do it at a race, at a track sometime, we can be, you know, on location, you know, at Hobstad or whatever, if we, if we can, we yeah. just got to get everything lined up and the, equipment to do that but got- here's what i want us yeah. to be in a year yep. <laughs> let's hear it charlie <laughs> i Let's want for drivers and these tracks to want us to be there like the drivers want to talk to us tracks want us to come like nobody's paying anything like we don't want money for anything we just people enjoy us they want to hear us they want to hear our thoughts about stuff or see us even or even see us and just talk to us in person Maybe here and there some food that's that's what i want out of it i just want people to want us to be there yeah that's a good answer I'll we're, take it. we're going to be um, there anyway because we love racing we're yeah. going to be there whether you like it or not <laughs> yeah but um good guys for your growth get in track with that uh get in touch with that dirt tracker uh justin field league advertises podcast on his website i think for nothing but yeah okay if you yeah he has a list of podcasts on there it might be a helpful thing I, that's how i've sort of come across podcasts most of the time well maybe you could uh, send us that link yeah absolutely and i appreciate you, uh, you listening to us and tuning in and appreciate the listeners no, that's all. i I like the listen because it's not PC. Like, I, <laughs> lad pedal's good, but they ask the same questions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they say, they say, oh, how's your like? They they have good content. I listen to it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it was like Rip Fans and all that. But you guys remind me of the old Jack Slash podcast, and I used to eat them up. That's what Calf got me here too, to yeah. the stage of Matt because, like, he had all the good guests, and it was just this, just talking shit, you know. And it was just <laughs> yeah. all fun, awesome. Yeah, we, we like to bring maybe a little bit out more than just racing with you guys. You know, a lot of guys don't get the chance to, to meet you guys and know you guys, so it's kind of cool to get a... Kind of branch out a little bit. Some insights on your area, your days, your, you know, you know what it's, what it's like to be, you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's right, and it's good for both ends, like, because it helps, like, my brand helps, like, all the drivers you get on's brand, too. You know, I'm big with the marketing side. Like, I just self-taught myself. But, yeah, it honestly, it's a benefit for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it goes both ways for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate the the listens on that and keep tuning in. Yeah. And mm, share, we'll share away. Broad, so. <laughs> but uh does there any uh where can people find you on social media? I know you have a page and you're pretty active on there it seems like. Or any other yeah, no, Facebook anyway, I'm any good. other any other platforms? Yeah, I have. So, yeah, Facebook's Todd Hobson. I did have Todd Hobson Racing, but I wanted to identify with myself, not like a team, because I wanted to brand it as an athlete. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram account, that's pretty much where I am mostly, and you see me share bullshit as well as my race stuff. <laughs> uh, Todd Hob- Todd Hobson.83, I think it is, but if you just put my name in, it'll come up. And YouTube, it's 
just Todd Hobson Racing. I've been trying to post on that once a week. Uh, however, that takes a lot of time. So sometimes it's a bit past a week or maybe two, but every race I've done this year is on there and a full behind the scenes uh, of everything I do. Not everything I do because I can't video some stuff. Just <laughs> yeah. not, nothing bad. It's just yeah. Um, yeah. like it's boring or yeah. Like yeah. no one wants to see me change like change freaking tires for freaking an hour who wants to see yeah. that nobody wants to see that yeah if you're gonna put it on youtube it needs to be something people want to see yeah exactly and yeah people have like adhd nowadays anyway exactly. so you have to keep it <laughs> yeah so that's what i've been trying to work on with this channel is try have it as like give some value back to but try to be have as much information like to help what i'm doing behind the scenes while keeping engagement too you know that's been the constant trade-off yeah so, yeah. do you have so, any merchandise? You have a website or anything? You gonna have stuff? Oh, like, yes, you have I stuff do. there. You I, have stuff in the U.S. as well, or? Yeah, well, we are gonna put some shirts together in the U.S. If I sort of can get going, pretty good. I think that's what Tyler wants to do, and um, Leonard and all that. Um, Leonard's Tyler's dad as well. He messaged me saying, "Let's do shirts." I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, uh, at the moment, my store's shop THRCG. So, Todd Hobson Racing shortened. I make a little abbreviation. Um, that's my web store. I have all my merch on there. Uh, just released some spring car wing merchandise. The or would have been a week ago. Um, that's just I haven't put that on my store yet, but it's there. And yeah, uh, that's pretty much yeah where to find my web uh, my web store. All right. Any uh, sponsors mm. you like to thank, or anybody like that? Mentioned? Oh well, first for my American trip, I'd just like to thank obviously. Tyler Sturgeon Racing for having me on board. Um, lifelong kid dream opportunity to race in the States. Uh, can't thank Travis very hell enough as well. He's a good buddy of mine. He's vouched a lot for me to get in this. Um, there's been plenty of other options, trust me, and they've trusted this kid from Australia in their gear. So, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, Brian Van Meveren as well for helping me, like, give me that chance. Yeah. Jimmy Wingo, Mike Wingo for getting, like, giving me a place to stay um, when I was there. Like, they could have just footed this aussie kid out of the way but they yeah. took me in family pretty much and treated me well uh on the australian side can't thank my dad enough for what he does for me um i work his ass off uh all my sponsors uh have durico enduroco we have russell steel ramsdale wreckers ctr truck sales cool freighters which is my dad's company power engineering speed parlor i have you're going to keep an eye on my youtube channel i got my new painted helmet coming this week so Really keen to see what that comes out as. Uh, Luke Soil Products, they've been with me for 15 years, nearly. Uh, there's a heap of small ones. Number four Composites, he's coming on board for my American trip too. Russell Seal, I think I've already said him, but he probably will as well. I just feel bad listing these because as I get sent, people are probably turning off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're good. Heath Hunter Height, he's come on board, and Easy Print, slash I think Speedway Life is their new magazine, so it might be doing some uh correspondent work i'm not too sure what i'm going to be there but easy prints definitely on board as well i'm working through sponsors now flat out so um yeah hopefully i'll have a bit more of a list and release it on my facebook because i don't race without sponsors to be brutally honest yeah for sure i don't think anybody's tuning out for any of that because nah, that's uh, good you sound different like i sound different so and people, yeah, people seem kind of like me <laughs> so they, yeah, they're going like you so. even more <laughs> yeah 
they um they won't feel like you won't feel so insecure because there's someone who sounds really different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so uh, real quick, one last question I have is: What track are you most looking forward to, Indiana, or just if you're in the Midwest or whichever one? I mean, you don't have a schedule nailed down yet, but which one would you want to race at most, or you're looking forward to most? Kokomo, hands down. Yeah. Co- uh, Kokomo to race. Yeah. Lawrenceburg gets to drive. Um, and uh, Bloomington to qualify because that is badass. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see I don't it think all I'll have the balls to go to Terre Haute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sack up for that one because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how <laughs> some of those guys fit the nuts in the car for that, but. Uh, You're going to be fast. Yeah. So yeah. you don't think Terre Haute's going to be on the list, maybe? Maybe to watch? Um, just yeah, don't know yet. I'm planning on staying for spring week, but I'm just planning on helping just to crew. Yeah. Um, I haven't scheduled that just because I don't know where I'll be in terms yeah. of like, I don't want to be in the C main every night. Uh, yeah. The, who knows? Like I thought that with the wing sprint car and I'm nearly winning races. I thought I'd be coming 15th every week, but, um, yeah, I've nearly won on the weekend <laughs> pretty much. I didn't, I wasn't probably in contention to win, but like, you know, I come second. That's close to winning, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. First loser, <laughs> yeah. but still second. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's well, it. Yeah. Well, Todd, man, we we truly appreciate you coming on, and we uh, appreciate your time. We look forward to meeting you in the near future. Um, we'll wrap this up, and uh, like I said, dude, thank you so much. And good luck finishing your season over there. Yeah, thank you. Still a few races to go, four races, but yeah, now nah, we'll truck it on. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it so much. Yep, we'll be talking to you soon. Yep. See you, buddy. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Have a good one. And that was Todd Hobson, as we've discussed and had a nice conversation with him from Australia, and looking forward to him coming to the States, okay. mainly Indiana, and Such see, a him, guy. see him wheel some sprint cars. That's right. I can't wait to have him here. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to talk to him in person. He because, sounds funny like me. Yeah. <laughs> I think his belly might be a little sore when he gets done eating some of our food, oh. though, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> We're going to feed this motherfucker. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, trying to do that, but, you know. We'll, yeah. have, we'll, we'll make sure he's fed. Yeah. Let's sample some stuff, at least. He, he going to eat some Mice. Elberfeld, Linville, Evansville. Some WCC, barbecue. some work kind of cowboy yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Maybe give him a sample platter. Yeah, we're gonna have to do steak now. We're gonna have to do steak for sure. Yeah, yeah we're gonna add steak in with uh, it. ribs. I mean, gets, we could always grab some other shit too. What do you, what do you say? Steak was uh, pan fried or something. Pan, pan pan fried to, to all hell or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna get some medium yeah, rare steak get a, or some rare. We're steak. gonna get him some some good shit. We're gonna give him some steaks that uh, you guys hear we eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he'll give us a, he'll give a review maybe. He might not like it. And might we not. might get some Vegemite on toast. Yeah. <laughs> try right. that out. I'll try it. I'll try anything. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of trying things. Yeah, you should you should try Rounders 2 Pizza. So, uh, Rounders 2 Pizza, this podcast is probably sponsored by Rounders 2. Home of the Nameless Pizza, located in Dayton, Indiana. That's T-O-O, not the number two. Follow them on Facebook for all your weekly specials, like our favorite, Thirsty Thursday for 12 wings and a pitcher of beer for $14. Dine in or carry out for all your... Pizza, beer, wing, and sandwich needs, give them a call at 812-867-7172 or follow them on Facebook. And don't forget, yeah. Monday, April 25th, yeah, steak night in daylight. Yeah, if you missed it last time, don't miss it this time. Get up with one of us. We got some RSVP. Yeah. We can make sure you get yours in. We can make shit happen. Yeah. yeah. 
send it in. You could you could send it to our message, whatever. All you need is your name, uh, how you want your steak done. They're trying to do the times too. They're trying to stagger times. Trying to stagger times. Yeah. So yeah. probably need a time of pickup or uh, dine in or dine in if you're, you're dining. Yeah. So or call them or get a hold of them somehow and yeah, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll write you down. And Either that, way, that deal is uh, a twenty ounce ribeye. Yep. Baked 20, potato. 20 to 23 ounces. Yeah. It's a huge ribeye. We yeah. got one of the big boys last time. Yeah. Baked potato, salad, a uh, piece of pie. Correct. And a roll. And a roll. For <laughs> 35 bucks. Or chicken breast for 15 if you want to go that route. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe the guy Marinated wants a, chicken breast. Maybe the guy wants a steak and the girl wants chicken or, or vice versa. Sometimes you have guys yeah. that just don't like steak. I don't know. Yeah. Not these guys. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Man, it's such a good deal, and it's coming up quick. It is coming we're, up quick. We're, so we're two weeks away, man. You just ordered the steaks. Um, yeah. That's that's Monday after. Uh, that's Monday after Outlaws. Outlaws. Yeah. yeah, that's a big Monday. It is. I'll be maybe nice. still recovering Monday. I don't well, know yet. <laughs> we, we might have a good uh, podcast episode post that day as well. <laughs> yeah. Guess I mean, what? You're in for a treat. Yes, you uh, are. But anyway, other than that, guys, I. I don't have anything else on episode 36. You guys have any other input? Mm, no. It was a good one. It was. I got three and a half to four words to say. If you want to hear it. Let's do it. I want to hear it. Peace, Peace out, out, motherfucker. Motherfucker.